1: What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Poppers podcast. All right, we've quite a disturbing episode in store for you today. I have to say, because one of the the mind poppers that we're going to cover today is something that, in particular, haunts me. It haunts me, and has for quite some time. Before we get into that, a little foreplay. I am um, having my friends up tonight for a quor sesh. It's the first time I've had them up in ages. Some of these people I haven't seen in months. I am not really sure exactly as well with these with these restrictions. How many people we're allowed to have in the house? Are they even supposed to be in the house yet? I am going to have like I am going to try stick to the social distancing, and I am going to have like maybe no more than ten people up. And if that means, like, some of my, like, lesser favourites of the group, you know, have to sit outside, then that's what they'll do. Um, But I'm just excited to have a mad one. You know, I text, because obviously I don't drive, so I text my friend. You know, my shopping list to pick up a few things. You know, I get my punnet of strawberries and my bottle of Jacob's Creek Pinot Noir. Like, when all the lads come up and they'll be drinking their Dutchie, you know, or they'll be, like, you know, having their vodka and chasing it with, (coughs) excuse me. They'll be having their vodka and they'll be chasing it like a kind of monster or whatever. And they'll be like, oh, look at Adam, he's on the Pinot Noir. But yeah, I am. I'm done with the whole chasing days. And and thankfully, I've never done a Dutch gold a day in my life. You know, I just, God, just couldn't be me. Um, What I want to talk about in this episode, okay, is there's, there's two mind poppers. One of them being the phenomena of alien abduction, Okay. Get into it. And the other being cancel culture. And I know, I know, I know. You're like, if we have to hear one more drip about cancel culture, we'll lose it. But best believe that, like, if I wouldn't talk about it unless I had something interesting to say. You know, I'm not going to do what all these other hacks are doing and just, you know, regurgitate the same old shit. No, I'm not doing that. You know if I'm going to say it or if I have a reason to say it, it's because it's interesting. Um, So trust and believe that. I want to start off with this whole, with the whole cancel culture thing, right? Because I have some, I have a lot of issues with cancel culture, a lot of issues, I won't lie. Um, What's brought it up again for me, first of all, is seeing like YouTuber Shane Dawson, He's been cancelled more times than than I can count. He's been cancelled more times than I count for so many different things. Um, and it came to the point yesterday or like last night. I'm not I'm not sure whatever time it is over in the over in the states. But he he finally addressed all these things, and he has issued apologies before he has, but this one the video was entitled "Taking Accountability," and it was just like referring to everything. He likes it was like a sit down for twenty minutes, no bullshit. I'm referring just to to all of it. No holds barred. People are cancelling him for one thing. He he'd like make made jokes about like pedophilia on a podcast. He obviously like has a very problematic past, you know, And because Shane Dawson has been around since like the earliest days of YouTube. Like she has been grinding since day dot YouTube as a platform wouldn't look like what it does now without Shane Dawson and that is just a fendi fact 100% Shane Dawson has completely revolutionized YouTube and how we as the consumer consume YouTube videos and online content he's completely changed the game and and really like wrote the book about how other influencers are creating their content like 100 percent. I mean, like before Shane Dawson, like, you know, Shane Dawson now has like Andrew, the cameraman. You know, he has the cameraman. It's almost like he's giving us like a reality show, you know, and he's doing his like conspiracy theory videos. He's doing his his big series like we've seen with um, Jake Paul and with Jeffree Star. And they were all fantastic series, all fantastic, all edited beautifully. And they were, they were hilarious. And obviously a lot of work and a lot of talent goes into them. But no one was doing that before Shane Dawson. No one was, like, doing the series, it's kind of, like, docu-series. No one was, like, having the cameraman, you know? It was all of the, the same, same old, same old, sitting in front of their screen, talking shite, you know, story time, what have you. So Shane Dawson completely revolutionised YouTube. Completely revolutionised YouTube. So it's coming under all this fire. Obviously, back in the, the very early days of Shane Dawson, if you're a fan, I mean, I was a diehard Shane Dawson fan really since day dot, you know? um but he he used to do these little skits and characters and the characters were all you know they were super offensive you know they were super st- stereotyped you know he had a character called Shanene um and it was just it was basically a stereotypical like it was a stereotype of like a this african american woman and you know he was doing like it was god it was Looking back now, of course, it's like it was hard to watch. And He's done blackface back in those early days numerous times. He's, you know, had characters, you know, that were like offensive to Asian people, to disabled people, to basically any kind of people you can think of. He had a character to, you know, to, to, to make fun of kind of a thing. Um, He's come under fire a lot. So he came out last night with this big apology video because of course it was like can or it was trending on twitter for I god i think this week and again like a couple of weeks beforehand like shane dawson is cancelled and he came up again in controversy first of all with the people he surrounds himself with mainly being jeffrey star a lot of people have issues with jeffrey star and they see you know shane dawson hanging around with jeffrey star uh kind of condoning what he's doing and what have you um so shane released this video last night 20 minutes taking accountability Basically, in the video, I mean, I have to say, the video felt super genuine, you know? There was no real mistake, or there was no real um, playing victim, like we see in a lot of these videos. You know, uh, that's my personal opinion. He was, like, taking accountability. He was, like, talking about his, like, his, his, the characters he did, like, when he was first starting out on YouTube. And, like, and these, like, stereotypes of, of people of colour. And, you know, he was saying, like, looking back now... You know, he, th- he thinks it's disgusting and that, you know, that's something that he's always going to have to carry with him, that like that will be associated with him. And he was talking about, you know, like how he looks back and feels, you know, for like the young fans that he had, the young black fans, the young people of color fans, the young disabled fans, what have you, that used to watch his content and you know he, all these like other like white kids were being like oh my god so funny this is so funny like the whole internet was laughing like if you think Shane Dawson was big now even back then he was huge he was the king of youtube um so he was just saying like you know like the feeling of like his young fans his people of color fans having to go through that and see the whole world laughing at these characters he was you know it's like something that he can he can never take back he can never take back that hurt and he you know he he's he's trying to move forward and he's trying to do better with his platform and he has been i have to say for quite some time in my personal opinion again the apology i suppose is not for me to accept you know i'm not a person of color or a disabled person so the apology is not for me to accept but in saying that you know i i think we could all look back and say that we've been that person you know because he talked about in the video something that i felt very i guess akin with was the way that he was saying you know what he was a kid in the closet you know who had like just family trauma like the rest of us what have you and he had this platform and you know he 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 acted out he tried to make you know everything funny like instead of people focusing on him because he was in such a dark place you know he, he was he was gay and not out of the closet you know he had body dysmorphia what have you and this family trauma instead of people like looking at him and laughing it was kind of more of a if I put someone else in the firing line, then the attention goes off me, if you get me, do you know? And which I can absolutely understand, I can understand the mentality behind that. Not saying that it's right, of course it, it isn't right, period. But, I mean, I can understand it, I can understand how that happens. Um. But of course, he came out with this apology, and it, you can watch it for yourselves on his YouTube channel. It's It seemed, you know, really, really genuine to me, it really, really did. Um... I guess a lot of people aren't accepting it or what have you. But the thing about cancel culture for me is right, I'm like, I get cancel culture. I get I get what the what the movement started as. You know, you, you see this bad behavior, you hear something that doesn't sit right with you, and you call it out. You know, you're like, no, no, we're not having that, okay? In 2020, we're not gonna be having people with a massive platform carrying on the way they're carrying on. Absolutely not. It's all about time for all of us, collectively as a human race, to raise the collective consciousness raise the vibrations, let's let's do better, you know? Because, sure, I mean, you can look back and be like, oh my God, but what he was saying, it was just a joke. It was just a joke, and whatever. You know, he, he, he said that there was never any hatred behind it, you know? But at the same time, I just think of the young fans that had to see that, young people of colour, see the world laughing at those characters. Like, how must they have felt being young, being only early teens themselves, and having to grow up seeing that, like that is a pain I can only imagine that's like no other you know so I I do understand the hurt I absolutely do understand the hurt and Shane said Shane Dawson said that you know I can all I can do is apologize and and I have been doing better and I am doing better but I, I, I can't first of all take back the hurt and second of all I can't you know make you accept the apology I can only just like basically bear my soul to you all and I feel like that's what he did but for me, right, so we see people getting cancelled left, right and centre. Every second day, there's a bitch being cancelled, you know. And this whole thing for me, you guys, and I'm giving my honest opinion on cancel culture right now. But this whole thing of like going back like seven years into someone's tweets or what have you, or to their Facebook or to their fucking MySpace, their Bebo, what have you. And like seeing like a, an, an offensive tweet from seven years ago. And you want to bring that up now to, to cancel someone, to ruin them. You know, I'm all about, don't get me wrong, I'm all about, you see something that doesn't sit right with you, then you you better go and check someone, absolutely. Especially these people with these big platforms. If you see something that doesn't sit right with you, you gotta check them. You know, that's all of our duties. People need to be checked. And for me, that involves, you know, checking someone, yes, calling someone out on their bullshit, like, no, this ain't right, this ain't right, something don't smell good, Um and then being you know it's about like for me cancel culture should be about informing people you know being like look this this is why this is wrong and you know by you saying this like this is the effect that it has on on this group of people and how this is actually counterproductive to a a forward-moving society a progressive society and and the words that you're saying can actually have really really damaging effect on all people not even the people who are going to be victim of, of that speech or those words or that rhetoric. But it's also adding to the to the collective consciousness like this is okay. This is a, okay, an okay way for us to think, you know? So I absolutely do believe that people need to be checked. That is not something that should go away. But, you know, you, you explain to someone, you, you speak to them on a human level why it's not right and, and how they can do better and how they can educate themselves, but but the cancel culture at the moment and i've seen countless countless people getting canceled every single day and look some of it's warranted for sure you know as in like i am not going to stand by and like you know and defend some guy who who like raped people or anything like that you know there, there's sure the i mean certainly some things are absolutely unforgivable i'm i'm saying it's it's very subjective um but but the way the people are carrying on, especially on Twitter at the moment, and it's led by the same, the same bitches, the same social justice warriors, right? Whereas they'll cancel someone, you know, but it's not enough. They'll go for their head. They want their career. They want to absolutely ruin them. They want to break them down as people, you know, because, because they heard something they said or what they did that doesn't sit right with them. And I'm like, to me, that is just so bizarre because I'm like, surely this whole movement of cancel culture, it shouldn't be about that. It should be about raising the vibration. It should be clocking someone, checking someone when they step out of line, but helping to raise their vibration, to help them grow as a people. Because what's going on right now, especially in Irish influencers, what have you, is no, we're going to cancel someone. And we're, we, we're, we don't care if there's evolution or growth in that person. We don't care. They're canceled. Period. That's it. They're buried. We don't want to hear about them anymore. And I'm like, that is so fucking bizarre because to me that is so counterproductive to a forward-moving society. It's like, surely the thing you do is you try and educate these people and speak to them on a human level instead of coming at them with this visceral hatred. And the fact that you don't allow these people to grow and evolve and for, for their vibrations to rise and their their minds to open, instead what you want to do is, is immediately call for their head that doesn't sit right with me. That it just doesn't make sense to me. That's cancel culture. You know, that's cancel culture. And that that's a witch hunt, okay? The kind of shit that I be on is cancel couture. Okay? And cancel couture is about checking a bitch, absolutely. But once you by checking that bitch, you inform them, you try and lift them up. You 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 try and reason with them. And if someone wants to go out and, and you know, repeat behaviour, repeat behaviour, repeat behaviour, then whatever, you know, leave them to the wolves, okay? But if your first instinct is to destroy somebody, then to me that is just so counterproductive, so counterproductive. And to me it's, you know, and you see things that happened years ago and, and people will just bring it back up again. Even if, that person, these people, whatever, have gone on to do great things and have clearly evolved as a person and whose minds have clearly expanded, but you still want to go back and, and cancel every single time. You know, you, you love bringing it back up, and I, I don't get that. That is just so, so, so bizarre to me. Like, cancel culture right now is, like, holding someone by the troth and constantly beating them and beating them and beating them and just being willfully blind to, to growth and evolution, you know, and look, don't get me wrong. Like, I understand the anger that comes when you see when someone, you know, does something like that. When someone, you know, is like, I don't know, like say Shane Dawson abusing his platform or whatever. I get the anger that comes with that. I absolutely do. Like for me, there was something like with, you know, that comedian Kevin Hart. And he had said something like one of his, one of his comedy acts about um his, he, oh yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know, the joke or whatever. But it was saying something like, it was like every father's worst fear to find out that their son was gay. And basically that was written into one of his stand-ups or whatever. And he got like visceral hatred for that. And I remember feeling at the time, I was one of those people that was like, I, you know, off with his head, off with his fucking head. Because I thought like, and people were like, it's a joke, it's a joke. And, and, And I got that at the time. I was like, I get it's a joke. But what you're saying is so damaging. So damaging because that... Even though it's a joke, your audience, these, these men that are these potential future fathers that they're listening to, you, I'm like, that is, that is absolutely a thought in their head before you even made the joke. And to reaffirm it like that, it's so, so damaging. And he got visceral hatred for that. And I think, you know, he was, you know, like, was he meant to hold the Oscar, host the Oscars or something like that? And they were like, no, like they, were, they dropped him as the host or what have you. I think it was the Oscars. They were like, no, then they dropped him. And I was like, fine absolutely he he deserves to lose that gig 100% and uh, I was like a visceral hatred I was one of those people I was like I hope he never works again that is disgusting and you know as time has went on and I've seen people being cancelled and being cancelled over and over again I'm like I get it I absolutely get it but at the same time I'm like if we're not allowing for people to grow and for people to evolve then what's the point you know is, is everyone who fucks up in their life are they just cast to a desert island are they imprisoned are they done with completely or do we allow do we allow for growth and redemption i have to believe that we have to allow for growth and redemption but otherwise what's the point what is the point you know cancelling people and just like beheading them it's just so counterproductive to me so counterproductive Um and and it's why it leads me to believe that these people and I, I see so much of it on twitter it just leads me to believe that like whatever about something that's just happened and people are getting and someone's getting backlash whatever but something that happens like years ago and people want to keep bringing it up for me I'm like well you're calling yourself you know you're acting like the the righteous you know and that you're like no I absolutely won't tolerate this behavior but if you keep going back to that then you're not you're not righteous you're someone who is full of of hatred uh you have a, a visceral need to to break somebody down and but you do that under the guise that you're you know you're you're doing good i mean that just seems like cancel culture to me uh, on on a very large scale just seems like a a, a hall pass for for bullying you know for, for for viciousness and you can be as vicious as you want and and to try Destroy people, but you do it, and you say, you know, well, and again, under the hall pass that. Well, you know, I'm I'm a good person. You know, it's cancel culture. Absolutely not. I say, down with cancel culture, and let's approach cancel couture. Cancel couture is yes, checking a bitch when they're wrong, absolutely, but it's allowing for growth, allowing for someone to evolve. You know, instead of sending visceral hate messages, send information. Send how you could have done this differently. Inform them why whatever has been done is damaging, you know? It's helping people to evolve, helping people to grow. Cancel couture, you know? Allow it into your life. Trademark as well, because I I, I might maybe like launch a teacher line or something, cancel couture. Um, And now, I would say there's exceptions to this. Like I said, I feel like a lot of people come out and and genuinely apologise and genuinely grow. Like I said, Shane Dawson. And now we can look at, because in the news, you guys, right, there was, I don't know if you've seen it, but something came up, um, Winona Ryder had done a, an interview recently in some sort of magazine, God, I don't know, you know, I don't follow Winona Ryder's career, um, but she had said something about an encounter with Mel Gibson. Okay, and Mel Gibson now is is a notorious scumbag in Hollywood. He's a real, real piece of shit. And you'd be like, okay, well, Adam, are you not now practicing cancel culture instead of preaching cancel couture? Um, Possibly, but I'll explain why I think there's a difference. Mel Gibson has like this repeated, repeated past of being homophobic, being racist, being anti-Semitic, being very anti-women. And it, I don't know, it doesn't seem to be going away, you know? So basically, Winona Ryder was telling about um, one experience she had with Mel Gibson they were at like this like party, it was crowded, I guess it was one of these like Hollywood parties, like who knows where, but like all the stars were there. Winona was there with a friend, Mel Gibson I guess was there with his posse. So Winona encounter, or recounts that Mel Gibson is sitting there, they're all kind of in a little group at the party, Mel Gibson is puffing on a cigar. Um, Winona's friend is there, and Winona's friend happens to be gay. So Mel Gibson turns to Winona's friend and is like, oh, you're gay, you're gay, are you? And I guess the friend is like, yeah. And he's like, oh. Mel Gibson is like, turns around and he's like, oh. Well, he's like, I hope I don't catch fucking AIDS off you. Do you know? Trash. Absolute trash. As the French say, garbage. He then turns to Winona Ryder and is like, um, this is where the anti Semitic thing comes in. And he's like, making like references to her being Jewish or whatever, because Winona Ryder is Jewish. And he was like, oh, are you you a Jew? Are you a Jew? And he goes on and asks Winona Ryder if she is an oven dodger. An oven dodger. So obviously referring to someone, you know, I guess that avoided the concentration camps. Calling her an oven dodger. So basically a Jew-ish person that survived the Holocaust, you know? Absolute garbage. And Winona recently came out about this and she just said it in an interview. And she was like, look, she was like, I am all about forgiveness she was like, I hope this person, this person, being Mel Gibson, it grows and learns to, you know, deal with his demons, but it won't be with me. But she's like, I, I hope this person grows and I, I hope that he has nothing but a happy lifetime and I hope he evolves and what has you. You know, that she doesn't hold on to any resentment or whatever. Again, Winona Ryder has been practising what I call cancel couture, you know, before I even came up with it. Um, so there is that, right? He came out then in a statement recently, his people, his representatives um, was like, no, that didn't happen or whatever. That didn't happen. And that they're very upset that um, that Winona would even accuse Mel Gibson of, of this kind of thing. What have you. But I have a clip to play for you guys, which will kind of show you a, a look into Mel Gibson's character. And look, maybe Mel Gibson is the best person in the world now, you know, maybe he is just a great fucking person. But to show you an example of his history of being an abusive person, um, it was big in the press. I'm sure it was like seven, seven eight years ago. Um, but loads of leaked um, voice messages between Mel Gibson and the mother of his children had leaked to the press. I guess she'd been recording them because he's being very abusive and, you know, threatening her life at times threatening her with, threatening her with physical abuse. So she recorded the, the messages, I guess the phone calls. These phone calls then were either leaked to the press by her or had leaked. I don't know. But the things got out anyway, and they are crazy. They're not good. Play a clip for you now. And there are clips, right, from the conversation between Mel Gibson and his wife. There are so many. It goes on for, like, 40 minutes. He's racist in them. He's anti-Semitic in them. Very anti-women, homophobic. Um, But it's just crazy. It's really, really damaging and what have you but just to give you a taste of this and i'm sure you might have heard it before you can go and look up the full clips but i'm going to play it for you now tell me that the message or something right
2: because you're doing something trying to breastfeed with uh fucking foreign bodies in you
0: was that it it has nothing to do with it
2: oh it had nothing to do with what the fact that you had foreign bodies in there
0: correct i've never have.
2: yes yes you just did you said they weren't you fucking lied to me
0: before what? i didn't i never said a, i never said anything of a kind you never asked me i never told you or maybe you asked me but i never lied about this not a lie who cares
2: so they look ridiculous get rid of them why don't you anyway uh you know
0: that's no, none of your fucking business what they it do
2: is that. it is they look an appraisal. Keep them if you want. Look stupid. See if I give a fuck. You know, but they're too big and they look stupid. They look like some Vegas bitch. They look like a Vegas whore. Mm-hmm. And you go around sashaying around in your tight clothes and stuff. I won't stand for that anymore.
0: I don't, I don't walk, I, walk I, around. I don't want I don't walk, to be that. I don't walk around in tight clothes. I stay well, at home for you, more. You go time.
2: You public and it's a fucking embarrassment to me. You look like a fucking bitch on heat. And if you get raped by a pack of niggers, it'll be your fault. Because you provoked it. You are provocatively dressed all the time with your fake boobs. You feel you have to show off in tight outfits and tight pants. You see your pussy from behind. And that green thing today was enough. That's provocative. Okay? I'm telling you. I'm just telling you the truth. I don't like it. I don't want that woman. I don't want you. I don't believe you anymore. I don't trust you. I don't love you. I don't want you, okay? Okay. Stay in the fucking house. I'm not giving it to you, but I'll let you stay there, okay? And I will take care of my child, but I don't want you anymore.
1: Trash, just like I thought. But there you have it, okay? Mel Gibson, trash. And look, like I said, he could have evolved as a person. But this was repeated, repeated behavior. I mean, you can hear, first of all, the, the anger there towards the mother of his children. um, You know body shaming her, what have you, and then to go out and say, um, you know, that if you get raped by a gang of N-words, then that'll be your own fault because, you know, of how provocatively she is dressed and what have you. And you know what the thing about right this compared to say whatever, like we're just using example, Shane Dawson. Like this, you can hear that in his words. You can hear the venom that comes from his soul. Like this hate, this is said with such hatred in his heart, you know, such hatred for other people, such hatred. Honestly, God, hurt people, hurt people. Don't get me wrong. This is someone who, who has to be in a lot of pain. But this is, that is just pure and utter hatred where that comes from comes from such and such a dark place and again repeated behavior throughout his career in hollywood so i can understand someone wanting to take that man's career away and to cancel that man i can understand like i said this whole cancel culture is very subjective you know we can't all look at each case the same okay i i get that so for me I can understand how people would be like, fuck fuck Mel Gibson. We ain't fucking with Mel Gibson. And you know what the thing is, Mel Gibson has continued to have a very successful career like right up until this day, you know? He never lost anything. Um, Now, I'm sure there was a couple of years when he was a bit of a pariah in Hollywood, but the stars that came to his defence, Robert Downey Jr. came to his defence, what have you. The man sounds like a fucking psychopath. You know, absolute psychopath. Imagine that poor wife. Um, I just wanted to give you like two polarising examples. The Shane Dawson... And you have someone like Mel Gibson. I'm not trying to say that like obviously Shane Dawson you know deserves like 100% to be forgiven in comparison what have you. I'm just saying that every case should be looked at differently okay. And as I don't know if Mel Gibson ever came out with like an apology. I don't know that. I'm sure I'm God I'm sure he must have if he continued working in Hollywood. But there you have it like that is disgusting. Absolutely. Um. So maybe sometimes cancel culture is warranted, you know, in in extreme cases, you know, where there's just repeat behaviour. But I think for the most part, we need to adopt cancel couture. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, I actually think now, just like bypassing all of that, I think in a fantastic, maybe next week's episode of the Mind Covers podcast, we could look at iconic celebrity voice messages like these, because there is just such, you just know, there's just some dark shit out there. Absolutely. I think maybe that we might do that for next week's episode um let's get into the second mind popper of this week's episode and that is the phenomena of alien abduction okay alien abduction you guys something that freaks me out to no end now people categorize alien abduction usually into about four different kinds four different kind of levels varying levels of Um, encounters with extraterrestrials which I will read to you now and I'm sure in in some sort of dramatic tone you know we love theatre here a close encounter of the first kind sighting you are within 500 meters of a craft of extraterrestrial origin you have witnessed the craft with your own eyes and your eyes alone close encounter of the second kind physical This encounter has altered the space around you. You observe scorch marks left on the ground, electrical systems jumping and glitching. Your motor vehicle no longer operates as usual. They have left observable changes to your environment. Close encounter of the third kind. Sighting. You have seen them. You have seen the occupants of the unknown craft. You have seen them, but more importantly, they have seen you. You remain in place, as do they. Close encounter of the fourth kind. Abduction. They have taken you. They have taken you against your will. They have taken you from your car. They have taken you from your home. They have taken you from your bed. They have taken you. How about that? <laughs> I got the chills just, just hearing it back myself. Basically, so that's how they will, will level these.
0: Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
1: Encounters. The fourth kind of a close encounter being, you know, alien, full on abduction. But let's get into it. So a 2014 poll carried out, right, by Fox Pictures states that 16% of Americans claim to have seen a UFO. Okay, America is a big population. So that's 41 million people, you guys. Did all of these people see an alien craft? No, obviously not, you know? Definitely not. You know what those Yanks be like. And um, they definitely all didn't see it. But nonetheless, 41 million Americans at one point or another in their lifetimes have encountered something in the skies above them that they couldn't rationally explain. The fear of the unknown, staring into the void and seeing the void stare straight back is something that has made man and womankind cower from the very beginning of human civilization. Is alien abduction phenomena nothing more than a 21st century dystopian boogeyman or are we truly being visited by life that isn't from this planet okay i know take a second get into it if you're listening to this at night time you're in a safe space you are in a safe space i got you i got you okay melton's gonna, gonna get you tonight not on my watch but process it okay process it you have your four different types of encounter the fourth being abduction Keep in mind the amount of people, the millions of people around the globe who have encountered things that they cannot explain. Things that they just can't explain. And you know my feeling about this, guys. You know I always say that if someone says they don't believe in aliens, you know I'd say that they're morons. That they are idiots, as the French say, they are garbage. Um, Because like I mean the universe is so vast infinite of, of course there's of course there's life out there absolutely of course there is there's life that's going to be less intelligent than us and there's going to be life that are just so much more in, intelligent than us you know because you to remember like humans have only been around for like 200,000 years and this is where we are now whereas you know there's some species of crocodile and especially shark you know believes that the same species that have been here on planet earth say shark for 165 million years you know, compared to humankind being here for 200,000 years, or, you know, at least you recognizable humankind, 200,000 years, whereas there's been, like, certain anode species that have been on this planet for 165 million years. So imagine they're out, in there, out there somewhere in the universe that there is a, a human, or not a human race, but you have to get, like, get me, the equivalent of a human race that has been developing for 165 million years. We are, God, we are still not even, we haven't even reached the the infant the infant stage not even in our evolution you should remember that we're evolution we're still evolving as people like it's grand for us to be like now like oh yes we are the perfect specimens far from it like can you imagine in that period of time what the human race is going to look like in another two hundred thousand years in in a million years 200 million years what will humankind look like because we like it'd be very small-minded of you to think that we are the final stage in evolution, so small-minded. Of course we're not we're not in the final stage of human evolution. But let me tell you, I guess if we're talking about alien abduction, we have to kind of refer back to I guess I can't necessarily say that it's the first account of alien abduction phenomena, but it's definitely the first account that had been recognized, being you know had gotten the the attention of the public. So let me take you back to 1961. I think it was the 19th of September. And we're talking about um, Benny and Betty Hill. Benny and Betty Hill. Get into it. Um, So basically, I'll tell you the story. Benny and Betty Hill, BB. They were on their holiday. They were driving around, I guess, New England, which is close to Canada, somewhere in about. But they were on holiday, so they were driving what have you. This is how the story goes. They were driving um they had seen something in the sky like like a, an orb a fiery orb what have you they didn't really know what it was and they didn't pay it much mind they kept driving and they had noticed that as they were driving the the orb i guess in the sky had seemed to be getting closer but was at least following them or it was at least traveling in the same direction as them but again they thought nothing of it like aircraft blah blah, blah what have you it could have been anything They kept driving, kept driving. The craft had gotten lower, whatever this was, had gotten lower and had come at them from from the opposite direction, the direction from which they were travelling, had came down super low and they were getting freaked out at this stage because, you know, no man-made technology no aviation technology exists that we know of you know that's known to the public that is capable of you know such maneuvers and you know flying that low and being silent and hovering and moving and staying in place what have you like we don't have that technology yet you know as far as at least what the government's telling us so they kept driving anyway um eventually they were like okay well what the fuck is this and why is this we call it a craft still following us so Benny was driving he stopped the car he got out he had his binoculars they were on holiday he had his binoculars the craft now at this stage was, was flying low and it was just behind them so he looked into the binoculars and from what he described these were his words it was the a craft of unknown origin almost like a pancake in shape with two like little bits jutting out to the left and to the right but there was also a window like a series of windows going along I guess the middle of this craft like a, i guess the middle of the pancake if you want to call it um almost i guess i think like an observation deck if you will and he saw i guess between six and eight humanoid figures standing at these windows looking down upon them through his binoculars so he runs back into the car and is like let's get let's get the fuck out of here buddy let's get the fuck out of dodge So they start driving away again not being able to explain what was happening. The craft now starts following them and is following them and it's lower down. It's almost just above the car. They're hearing things in the boot of the car and the bonnet of the car. Little dings. Ding, 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 ding. They they don't know what's happening. They don't know what's happening. They pull over. No, they don't pull over. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I got ahead of myself. (laughs) They keep driving. They're they're afraid. Uh, As they recount they for whatever reason unbeknownst to them they were traveling away they were like okay what the fuck was that we're driving we're getting out of here for whatever reason unknown to them they thought they went home they went home and blah blah blah, and nothing had ever happened you know they were like oh that was weird that was weird they got home you guys right the drive that would have taken them home from their from their current location was 20 minutes it was about a 20 20 to 25 minute drive they didn't arrive home until over three hours later three hours later Betty who was the wife of Benny started having these weird dreams um in in the years after that weird incident and in turn, Benny was having a lot of anxiety, you know, because eventually they had, they had copped on to the realisation that this, that this had taken, why had this journey, that our, the 20 minute drive home that we have done, you know, a thousand times over, took us three hours. Benny was having a lot of anxiety about this, like, amnesia. He was like, having a lot of anxiety about, why can't I remember what happened in those three hours and likewise Betty his wife was having these nightmares these nightmares of feeling of feelings of being taken and and being experimented on and being violated sexually after a couple of years of this where where they couldn't explain where the time had went the years went on and Benny and Betty Hill decided to go to a local therapist and told them you know okay we had this missing time and I'm having bad anxiety about it and my wife is having these these strange dreams and you know what it's it's actually very troubling to the both of us and the therapist recommended them to go recommended I guess a colleague of his who was a hypnotherapist and the hypnotherapist you know they, they do something called like hypnotherapy which is like a form of a hypnoregression which you can kind of get put under into a hypnotic trance and it will allow you to to bring up these memories. They do it like with a lot of um a lot of people who have undergone trauma, you know, be it victims of of former abuse or whatever that they the memories have been so so suppressed that they do this to to help unlock those memories. So that's what just what Benny and Betty Hill did, and they had gone to this this um this hypnotherapist and they were put under. And what they found out had. Changed, their lives forever. They were put under, and Benny recalled that, you know, instead of driving home, like of course, which they presumed, he remembers driving down a highway. But after they had encountered the the craft, we'll say, and it was hovering very close to them, and they started hearing these dings, these ding, 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 on the boot and on the bonnet. They drove down. But for whatever reason, they drove in complete silence. They didn't speak to each other. They didn't discuss what was happening or what they had seen. They just kept driving in complete silence. And for whatever reason, for which Benny cannot recall, he pulled the car off the highway into a wooded area and stopped the car. The two of them, again, they can't explain why, got out of the car they got out of the car and were approached by six to eight humanoid beings. Beings that weren't clearly of this earth. They were tall, slender, cold, dead, black slits for eyes. They approached them. And from what they were called through these hypnotherapy regressions, they were brought onto the craft by these, I guess we call them beings, brought onto the craft. They were both brought to separate areas of the craft, separate rooms of the craft. And they were, from what they recalled from the therapy sessions, they were, I guess, operated on. And th- they both recalled that the operations focused mainly on their genital areas. It was like a, a, a most, almost an experimentation into sexual reproduction. And, you know, they, when they were at home after this incident happened... Betty's dress had been slit, you know, almost like with exact precision in places. The dress had been cut. Um, similarly, uh, Benny's um, binoculars were damaged. Um, the 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 car, the bonnet, and the boot had these marks, these small circular marks that had magnetic properties to them. Um, they couldn't recall what was happening. Um, or why, why? Why this had happened? Um. Also, FYI, it's, it's their names are Betty and Barney, not Betty and Benny. Uh, apologies. Um, I started drinking early because <laughs> I'm having the lads up. Oh, so they, they and the and the, I guess, guys, the interesting thing is right. They didn't do their hypnotherapy sessions together they did it separately but both but both were able to tell the story of after they had been put under into trance by the hypnotherapist they both told the story about how they were taken onto a craft taken to separate rooms and then they both were able to tell their own individual stories about what happened to to Betty and then also Betty was able to say what happened to her and Barney was also you know able to say what had happened to him and it's just freaky because the the, the 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 hypnotherapist at the time was like, okay, well, there can be no other explanation to this than they're they're sharing some sort of shared delusion, you know, which which can happen. But I just find it very odd that years after that, when put under hypnotherapy, they both had the same story, and I don't know if like if you have an ability to like lie under hypnotherapy, you know, as in you're literally out for a trance while someone is like bringing these memories up for you and they both were able to share the story of how they were taken onto a craft of extraterrestrial origin by these tall slender humanoid figures with dead black eyes and they were violated and operated on and you know the, the these beings would tell them and they never spoke with their mouths it was always through through like almost mental communication um you know, in moments of, like, severe pain throughout the procedures, they were, like, reassuring them that everything was going to be fine, everything was going to be fine. Betty was able to go on um, and she was able to draw out, years after, a map of a of a star system. I can't remember what it's called. It's, like, the, the the Zadie Wreckery system, star system, whatever. She was able to draw that and map that out years before that star system had actually been discovered. I guess that's what... They were saying that the extraterrestrials had shared that information with Betty, that, that 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 that's where they came from. So she was able to draw out this star map, which is on the record, it's on the record, years before that star system had even been discovered by astronomers. So that has to say something. And a lot of people are probably being like, um, a lot of people are being like, oh, but they probably did it for the fame, for the publicity, you know? Because they were obviously, you know, it was the first abduction case that had... Had gotten some bit of, um, I guess, controversy and had been picked up by the media or, or what have you. But keep in mind, right? And maybe this will change your mind if you think that they were doing it for the fame and they and they were coming up with some sort of story. It was 1961. Betty and Barney Hill were an uh, an interracial couple. You know, they were a couple that was involved with with the civil rights movement, um, and I mean, God try living in the States in 1961 as an interracial couple. Try that, okay? Like, imagine what they were dealing with and you think that they want to bring on an alien fucking abduction thing? Absolutely not, okay? Um, What I will play for you now is a, a brief clip of Barney Hills, one of his hypnotic regression tapes, just a, a small snippet. um, And y- you can hear the fear in his voice. Look at it.
2: And there's a little right Calm, calm. Not gonna hurt you. Did they have faces like other people you say one reminded you of a red-headed Irishman? His eyes were slanted. I see it so. His eyes were slanted. Just stay there. He saying to me. All I'll take in my head away. God, give me strength. All right, oh, no. Holy Holy man, thousand thousand. God. God, give me strength. I gotta get away. Oh,
1: oh. Yeah, I, okay, I get away, All right, Calm down, Calm down. Okay. That's trauma. That is trauma mama, you know, that doesn't sound like someone who is fabricating a story for me, that sounds like someone who has undergone something, and they have pushed deep, deep down into their innermost recesses, because they just couldn't handle that pain, and you have to remember that neither of them recalled any kind of abduction story, none of them recalled being abducted by aliens until they years later they had went to the, to the to the hypnotherapist and went under and then were able to tell their stories they didn't even know this themselves until they went under okay which is chilling to me chilling um, and this is and we could talk all day about alien abduction you know that we could and we will you know in future episodes god this is something that I want to explore again and again and again because it's just so fascinating to me it's just something so terrifying to me about yeah uh, this has been me for as long as I can remember I have a a god like a just an instinctive fear of this kind of thing of aliens of alien abduction because like I said I believe in extraterrestrials with every fiber of my being I have no doubt that they are out there And I have no doubt that there are people who have had genuine cases of alien abduction. I have no doubt about that. I really, really don't. Um, And it's always just been so terrifying for me, right? Because like whatever about like watching these horror movies, um, whatever about watching these horror movies, like say with the ghosts, Annabelle, you know, The Conjuring, what have you, yes, they're spooky and yes, you might have a sleepless night. But you're like, okay, whatever, okay? Like a ghost, like, comes into your house and, like, you know, like, moves a book off the shelf. You're like, oh, oh my God, yeah, yeah, I can do that too. You know, I can do that too, okay? So let's get it together. But I I just had this, like, guttural fear of being in bed and being taken, I guess, you know? Not, like, in the, like, sexy, like, you know, scary movie, like, oh, like a ghost, you know, is, is in the room, you know? But in the sense that of just being so helpless, and if this these beings of extraterrestrial origin want to take you, then that's what they'll do, and you can't do, you can do nought about it. You can do nothing about it. That is just something so terrifying to me. So terrifying to me. And look, I, I I don't believe that every bitch who claims being abducted by aliens has been abducted by aliens. Don't get me wrong. You know, I'm no fool. I'm still a skeptic, 100%. But I think that there are, are things going on out there, you guys, that that are dark and things that we can't explain and that I, I believe there are things i believe would oh, remember when i said remember we did that that episode about the us government like releasing those like three tapes of verified ufo's and we were like why why are they releasing them there's a part of me you guys that is like are they preparing us for something are they slowly preparing us for first contact perhaps or for something okay because like god Aliens have been in our lives from day dot, in our cartoons when we were kids, in our movies, on our lunchboxes, on our posters, in our music videos, in our books, in our stories. Why? Why have they played such a prominent role? I don't know why. I, I I feeling. I have a feeling that within our lifetime, something's going to happen. And I, I don't know what, but that's just, I'm saying it's it's a possibility for shower. Sure. Okay, so get ready for that, you guys. <laughs> and I know that sounded terrifying, and I hope I haven't, like, terrified anybody at all. Because look, if, if if extraterrestrial beings have the technology that they have, if they have, if they're able to, you know, do intergalactic travel and travel through, you know, space... Then they're you know hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of years, if not more than that, advanced than us. Okay, so if they wanted to destroy Earth, then it will be gone. You know, and these experiments that they do, they're always like they have a heavily like sexual kind of thing in nature around the genitals. A lot of people like will theorize that it's something to do with, okay, are the aliens like not able to reproduce themselves anymore? Do they need hybrids? You know what have you? Why are they studying us? Kind of a thing, you know. So I don't know. We could talk about this for for years, and we will believe me. But you guys, something interesting. Okay, so obviously, like I said, Barney and Betty Hill went under this kind of hypnotherapy, kind of this like regression, putting them under, and you know, using that tool to bring up trauma that has been so suppressed. It's it's not in the to the forefront of memory anymore. There actually is, you guys, um, that treatment available in Ireland as well that treatment available for, there's hypnotherapists in Ireland, there's a hypnotherapist, all right, in Dublin, in Rathfarnham, who specializes in ET experiences, so extraterrestrial experiences, um, which I'm going to email by the by, and I'm going to try and get that Doctor, I'm not sure if that person is a doctor, but therapist, what have you? I'm going to try and get them maybe on the podcast in the future. I'd love to have them on next week and talk about this whole the the, the ET experience and how they treat people and and what have you. I think that'll be so interesting. So we, we we'll see about that. Okay. Um. But so I, I'm on their page now. This 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 Dublin, um, the website of this therapist in Dublin who who performs this hypnotic regression therapy for people who believe they've been abducted by aliens um well what what they say on their website in regards to regression therapy and how it can help with um abduction they say true regressive therapy i support this is obviously the therapist writing i support et experiencers uncover and integrate the buried memories fortunately everything that has happened in our life is recorded in our subconscious minds and as in past life work it can be retrieved through regression Some of these experience recalls are very clear and personal with great, extremely descriptive details. Others may have only in general sense. The recall of these memories enables ET experiencers to gain new insight into years of possible misunderstood or unexplained behaviour. Troublesome isu- issues such as panic fears, phobias, depression, and obsessive compulsive behaviors that stem that stem from extraterrestrial contact often decrease or might disappear completely when the experience is carefully and competently explored and integrated. If you believe that you have had a, an, a close encounter or an abduction experience then maybe i can help so this treatment is available to people in ireland and again there, there is no business that exists without a demand so there's obviously people in ireland who believe that they have had and have been having maybe their whole life these close encounters these these people in ireland who, who believe that they have been taken you know they have had a, a close encounter of the four kind where they have been abducted and there is help available to these people in Ireland. Maybe you're listening to this right now and you feel that you have been abducted. Well, then you better get in contact with the pod and, and share that story. Um, but right, so on the website, now I would take this with a pinch of salt, obviously. But on the website, um, this Dublin website, they talk about what are the indications of having an abduction experience. So I'm going to call out, I'm going to read out what they write are the indications of having an abductee experience. And we can decide ourselves, you know, if we fall under any of these categories. And I know, guys, this is scary. I mean, like, maybe this is just like funny to you, like, ha ha. To me, this is like, I'm getting, I'm getting the chills. I'm getting the goosebumps. Well, not really. It's like 21 degrees in my room, but you get me. Like, it's like an inner chill. Um, but I'll read out anyway what the indications of having an abduction experience it is, according to this hypnotherapist in Dublin. There are many indications that a person may be an abductee. Some of the symptoms and findings from abductions are Insomnia Night sweats Trembling Muscle aches and soreness Muscle twitches Clammy hands Dry mouth Palpitations Dizziness Headaches and migraine Hyperventilation or difficulty breathing Abdominal pain diarrhea, hypertension, gyneconical, <laughs> gyneconical, I guess, vaginal, vaginal problems, positive pregnancy tests with unexplainable missing fetuses, unexplainable, sorry, I got a phone call. <laughs> Where were we? Oh yeah, positive pregnancy tests with unexplainable missing fetuses, unexplainable appearances of strange liaisons, scars, bruises or burns, abdominal tenderness, loss of ovaries, joint or back pain without memory of physical injury, missing time. Okay now in reading that list I'm like okay come on, come on. Like you, you have listed every possible thing that could be wrong with a person. Like oh my god I have a dry mouth like every night. I have back pain, I have joint pain you know, now I'm reading this, and I'm like, I have insomnia, like, every night, I'm reading this, and be like, fuck, (laughs) have I been abducted, that is a terrifying thing, but I mean, like, come on, surely, like, hello, everything there, like, diarrhea, come on, diarrhea, is it like, you know, it's like one of those things where you type in, in into, like, WebMD, like, your symptoms, and you always have some kind of cancer, that is like this, I feel, like, your symptoms, like, every symptom, you could have, I have had, like, you know eight of those symptoms like this morning you know it's to indicate that i have you know possible signs of being an abductee and the whole thing is of course you don't know that you're an abductee you don't remember and that's why you go to this this regression therapy that don't sit right with me that do not sit right with me Mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. like the next time i have the scutters on the bowl Um, I'm going to be like okay is it because I had a dodgy three-in-one or is it because I have been visited by extraterrestrial life in the middle of the night and don't even remember it I don't like that I don't like that like I said I'm going to try getting in contact with this therapist and have them on on the next on the next episode of mind poppers or hopefully an episode in the future we'll see we'll see what she has to say for herself (laughs) but like I said you guys Alien abduction is something that freaks me out. I believe in it wholeheartedly. I do. Like I said, I don't believe that every bitch that claims they've been abducted by aliens has been abducted by aliens. No. But you know I believe in aliens, guys. You know that is something that is very near and dear and close to the fear of my heart. So it is something that, ooh, it just spooks. It's It spooks me. Like, it spooks me. Um, Because I just believe that it's a real possibility. And I, and I feel so helpless every time I think about it. Mm, I don't know. I don't know, you guys. And you know what? Like I said, we have not even scratched the surface of alien abduction phenomena. We have not. We'll come back to this at a later date, 100%. You know, you know I love aliens. And I know a lot of you guys were excited to hear that we're doing an episode on a mind popper on alien abduction. If there is anything that I want you to take from listening to these two mind poppers, from listening to this episode of the Mind Poppers podcast, it is one. Maybe it is time to drop cancel culture and move in a direction of cancel couture. Okay, get into it, live it. Um, and also, you know, I want you to maybe open your mind and, you know, ponder the possibility that we are in fact not alone in the universe. And not only are we not alone, but perhaps we have been visited <laughs> we have been visited. <laughs> you know? I hope not I I hope not I. I don't want to be visited. But you know, who knows? Maybe some of you listening have been visited. Maybe you have been taken aboard, you know? So keep that in mind. Let's keep an open mind. And also I want to say before we go, thank you to everybody who has left a review on whatever podcast app you're using, like Apple Music, what have you. These reviews help the podcast be seen by more people. Um, The first thing I always do when I'm checking out a new podcast is, of course, go straight to the reviews. You guys have been so positive, so thank you so much. Um, And you know what, the podcast has just grown into something already. You know, this is our 10th episode, and it has grown a lot faster than I anticipated. This has turned into something, you know, where we all sit down once a week, and we hear some weird shit going on, and you know, there's thousands of people listening each episode, and hopefully... We are, we are waking up the minds. We are bringing up, you know, the community vibration together, you know? So that is it for me and this episode of the Mind Poppers podcast. If you have any strange stories that you want to share with me, you can always hop into my DMs on Instagram. That is Adam Reilly O. Until next week, stay woke.